You're listening to a production of Swanson Media. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I'm your host, Joe Swanson. You can follow me on social media at OG Joe Swanson. If you do need to get a hold of me for any reason, go ahead and send me an email to ogjoeswanson at gmail.com. Now, in this Solon Radio guest spot episode of the show, you're going to hear one of my favorite tattooers sit down, have a conversation with an artist that inspires them. If you like it, please do me a favor. Go ahead and subscribe to the show on iTunes or just tell a friend who might enjoy the show as well. And as always, everybody, keep hustling and enjoy your right now. This is Sullen Radio with Joe Swanson, the premier art-driven podcast. All right, little D. Hello, Russ. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing, man? I'm doing well. All right, well, thanks for joining me for this. Um, very excited to be a guest host on the Sullen Radio podcast. Joe Swanson was kind enough to give me the reins to his show for the day. And he told me I could interview anyone I wanted. And I picked you. Oh, I very much appreciate that. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm hoping that uh, this will be a riot. So (laughs) it's up to you because I'm not funny at all. I'm sometimes funny. I hope you're caffeinated. I have. uh, This is probably number four coffee for me. Jesus. What time are we at? 11? 11, yeah. So I'm a little behind probably. (laughs) Okay. So what time do you wake up? In the morning? Yeah. I'm usually up around probably about six. Well, I didn't know that. Yeah, get ready for the Look, preschool we have, one. We work at the same place. Yes, Ink and Dagger Tattoo. Right. Roswell. And I get up at 9.30. What? <laughs> yeah. Dang. 9.30? Yeah. That's really late. I feel like it's early when I get up at 9.30. <laughs> well, So you said you get up at 6? Yeah, I'm Is usually up at 6. the sun up at that time? Yeah, if it touches my face, then uh, I'm alive. There's no escape. Okay, so you just once you wake up, you you're just up because the coffee from the night before probably starts kicking in or wearing off. Okay, yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> so you got to get into get in there, get that coffee, make it happen. All right, so like just morning habits. You wake up in the morning, and what's the first thing you do? Well, usually I make some coffee, drink it, and then sometimes I daydream about all the tubes that i'll be scrubbing later at the shop when i get there <laughs> you still do that yeah it's one, of, it's one of my favorite things to do really reminds me of being a tiny little child tattooing <laughs> yeah man you've been tattooed a long time all right so you you dream about tube scrubbing and with, with the coffee thing are you doing like a fancy cold press type thing or um i've been going for the the keurig oh, okay yeah. All right, so you're into... Pretty fast and easy. You're into fast and easy, I got it. <laughs> Just my coffee Okay. these days. <laughs> right on. <laughs> so you got to get your little girl off to school, or what yeah, does she, she do? Yeah, she goes to school, I think, about 7.45. Okay, wow, man. That's a lot that's happening while I'm still sleeping. Yeah. But I'm thinking about you while I'm up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, that's cool, man. So then you, you hop in the minivan and... Yeah, the sweet minivan. Yeah. Let it warm up. It's over 20, so it's a little temperamental. Gotcha. <laughs> but it's, you know, it's my chariot. Yeah, it's it's pretty rad, man. I know a lot of people are jealous of that minivan. Yeah, they could visualize it. You know, if you, if you dream it, you can be it. Right. You know. 
There's a phrase that uh, I learned from you that I, I still use. Uh, it's living the dream. Yes. Yeah, I think it's like the perfect response to how you doing. <laughs> yeah, because it can go either way. Exactly. Well, look. Okay, so, I mean, obviously, you're a tattooer. Yes. You work at my shop. Yes. For the last few months now. How long has it been? I think Six we're working months? on almost seven months. Seven months. Okay. Well, it's been awesome having you around. Oh, but thanks. we worked together the first time back at 13 Roses yes. in East Atlanta. 13 Roses. And that would have been like... What year would you say that was? Like 2005, four, five? I think maybe both. So that's like six years ago. I was there. <laughs> 12, 13? Uh, uh, whose phone is beeping? I think that might be might be yours. Uh, all right. Well, I'll try to make that stop. Um, so, yeah, we worked together at 13 Roses in East Atlanta. And uh, you were a little different back then. Yeah, I think I was still drinking. Yeah. <laughs> it might have been the times of Daryl of the night. <laughs> he was wild, but he's dead now. He's dead. He died. Yeah. He's gone to the vortex. <laughs> I don't think he's coming back. Hopefully, <laughs> he'll stay dead. You know. How long has he been dead for? He's been he's been RIP for almost 4 years, maybe 5 almost. Mm-hmm. I gave myself heat exhaustion one time in South Georgia. Uh, while drinking, and also got beat up by an MMA guy. <laughs> it was like frog-legging me or something, whatever they call it, when they like ground and pound your head, you know? So that helped me kind of make the decision of, maybe this isn't the best idea for me anymore, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But, so heat exhaustion and the MMA attack. Yeah, that was about like, All right, cup done. And then I had a couple friends die at the same time, right. so... They're laughing at me from heaven while I'm doing walk-ins. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I don't miss it. I don't miss no. it. Nah. Different time. Well, you seem happy. Yeah, way way more level, I mm-hmm. think, these days. Right. Seems like it. A lot easier to deal with life when you're not hammered. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I guess it just depends on who you are, you know? Yeah, I've always been able to, you know, just keep it pretty level. Keep it level to the for the most part, you know. Yeah, like I can drink tonight and then not drink again for two months and not think it twice about it. Yeah, I was on the plan. <laughs> yeah, like try to drink a hundred beers in one night and see what happens. Right. But towards the end, I think it was uh, always blacking out and then waking up hurt. It's kind of a bummer, <laughs> you know, especially if you don't know what you're hurt from. Right. You know, and then shit gets weird. <laughs> People don't like that as much, you know. Right. So, I mean, I, I'm, I'm a little curious what's been going on with you since, you know, between 13 Roses when we worked together and I didn't see you so much until more recently. <sighs> Let's see. So that was... 2005, six, seven. Yeah. I think but at that uh, point, you'd already been tattooing for a while, right? Yeah, at that point, 2005. So I must have been tattooing about 12 years at that point, mm-hmm. which at that point I thought was a real long time. But now I don't think it was that long of a time right. being here now wearing a back brace from the <laughs> customers that have taken my life force, my hair, and my lower back, <laughs> which is true. Right. Just a little bit from each customer. No, I hear you. Over time, well, tiny little bit. So let's see what what did I do? 
Well, I opened that shop in Athens, the 13 Roses in Athens, which was a total disaster, uh, which kind of led to my midlife crisis at right. the end there because I think uh, that was around 2008 maybe. So it was like at that time, everyone was watching TV and was like, yeah, I don't need to be a construction worker. I could, I could tattoo, you mm. know, or <laughs> I don't have to change out light bulbs at the the county clerk's office i could tattoo you know i don't need to feed these chickens grain i can i can make tattoos so everyone wanted to tattoo at that point and i think i might have just been getting a little burnt out oh and i have an ed hardy back piece and this one time these sorority girls in athens were laughing at me because i was played out they were like you're so lame and i was like ugh, you know so i was still drinking at that time so i think I might have got hammered and probably told him to fuck off or something, which is probably a dick move. But So you had an Ed Hardy back piece at that moment in the middle of the explosion of Ed Hardy clothing. Yes. But I'd gotten it in 2001. Right. You know, and it's kind of abstracty, you know, I think I called it abstract traditional back then where I was like, man, nobody's going to have this, you know, and then you wake <laughs> up one morning, you go to get some coffee and they're like, oh, would you like an Ed Hardy cup or would you like <laughs> some Ed Hardy creamer and sugar? I'm like, what? Weird. They're like, we're just going to light this Ed Hardy incense while you drink your fucking coffee, and here's some pants for you and a shirt and a hat. And I was like, fuck, what? You know? Man, that's fucking surreal. It, it really happened. So I kind of went into a little bit of a dark place there for a minute in Athens. I think I was partying a lot. Yeah. So I think after that, 2008, eight nine. what did I do after that? I went to Portland. Good decision. I went to Portland, Oregon, uh, where if you've never been there, uh, you should check it out. I love Portland. It's real pretty. Uh, you can, If you are homeless, they give you knives and guns <laughs> to rob people. That's what Is I've heard. Right? Okay. Uh, it could be a, a myth, urban urban legend. But I did get home invasion there one time. <laughs> Are you home? <laughs> right when I moved into this new house. <clears throat> they took... Uh, what they take? They took Summer's purse. They took... All the money we had left, her ID, and they took one beer out of the refrigerator before they left, <laughs> which I thought was fucking. I, I like that pissed. you know exactly how many beers were in the fridge. Well, I'd bought a six pack, and I was like, oh, motherfucker. Took one beer. So, my house over there, I lived behind a whole bunch of blackberry bushes. Like, if you've ever been to Portland, that's where the bums live. It's like kind of like luxury hotels because you can kind of like dig your way, have little tunnels, and hang out with your buds in the, in the woods. So,. I got hammered a lot in the rain and like sat in the bushes with my pistol asking bums like who robbed my house and they were just like what and I was like never mind let's just drink some beer so I hung out with some colorful people in the in the woods there in Portland it was fun <laughs> but what else did I do in Portland I dressed up in a suit a lot yeah I worked at Electric Cobra Tattoo Club with Thomas Morgan and Jesse Bob those dudes are awesome and who else? Uh, little Chance. He's tattooing somewhere in San Diego now, and he's awesome as well. Awesome. So what did I do after that? So you, had a, you had a shop in Portland? I, did, I opened a shop in Selwood, Okay. Uh, which is kind of like a little neighborhood in Portland. Beautiful, beautiful place. The, the problem was is I didn't realize, because I moved there in the spring, that once that wintertime comes, it's cold, and it rains, it? and it gets dark at like 3... In the afternoon. I didn't know that. Yeah. Because you're so high up there on that equator line or mm -hmm. whatever line that is. So Summer hated it. You know, so she wanted to come back to South Georgia, uh, 
which is also a very beautiful place to visit if you've ever been there. Yeah. You know, lots of lots of stuff going on there. Is that when you started tattooing out of the outdoor shed? Yes. Okay. That was a uh, I wish we had some I have photos of it. Uh, Shotgun Tattoo it was, Club, right? Yes, yeah, Shotgun Tattoo Club. It was in one of those um those little buildings you can buy from like Home Depot. Yeah. You know, so I was like, <laughs> fuck, no money down, no credit check. I'm there, you know? So I think they try to tell you it's like 1500 bucks, but it really ends up being like $5,000, you know? Oh, so I was like, the interest payments. Shit. How long am I going to have to fucking pay this thing off for? I mean, I still got it and it actually did help me because I, I made enough money to move up to uh, North Georgia mm-hmm. and open that shop up there. Uh, Honestly, man, Helldown that, that tattoo seems pretty awesome to, uh, it was pretty, out of an outdoor shed. It was pretty. I, I thought Georgia. it was pretty pretty cool. You know, did you have at least an AC in there? Or? I did, yeah. and that's where the heat exhaustion comes from. It wasn't working during <laughs> South Georgia summer. You know, right. so it's like 120 degrees down there. And uh, I think Jason Monroe, one of your old employees, came down mm-hmm. there with Kurt while they were still working there, maybe. And mm-hmm. I I convinced him that we should probably drink a hundred beers, and then when we were done with that, drink hot tequila. Mm. Um, so that was kind of the heat exhaustion that kind of, I think it took the, my taste for alcohol away, which is, you know, I wouldn't suggest doing that (laughs) unless you really feel like you need to quit drinking, but it worked for me. Okay. Right on. So from there you, uh, you went to Helen? I went to Helen. Yes. Yes. And that's also a beautiful place if you like German beer and, um, I think Bigfoot lives up there possible. Yeah, Helen's weird, man. It, it's I, a little. I weird. mean, I, I grew up in Georgia, so you've been. There. I went to Helen <coughs> several times, you know, um, for drinking for or those. No, not like really. Hiking. Just, I mean, I remember going there as a kid, and it's like this magical sort of place when you're a kid. I think because everything looks weird, but you know, for those of you guys that don't know what Helen, Georgia, is, it's it's up in the kind of the beginning of the Appalachian Mountains starts in georgia yes and and helen's up in that region and i guess in like the 1960s or the 1970s the local townspeople decided to make it into a sort of a tourist trap by making all the buildings look like they were in like an old germanic yes i believe what happened was uh they had textiles up there so they're making socks or some shit and then i think they uh in the 70s might have moved those factories to mexico so they didn't have any kind of income. And I think it used to be a logging town, too. So they had kind of logged it. The textiles had moved out. So they created this uh, idea of a forever Oktoberfest town. Right. But really what it is, is like if you're on the run or on meth, you could totally go there and hide forever and no one will find you. Right. Which is cool. Yeah. Know, if you like doing that kind of shit. Sure. Myself, I'm a little over it. Yeah. But you, I mean, I remember you saying that you were going to move to Helen and open up a popcorn store. I did think about you that. You were really serious about it for a minute there. Yes. You were like, man, there's all these tourists. I can sell them popcorn, deluxe popcorn, yeah. all these different flavors. That's right. That's yeah. right. Well, you know, it's so seasonal up there that you only really get a couple months of like that super thirsty, booming stuff. So you know? never really tried that? I have not. I have not. Okay. I have not, but I do have dreams of opening a donut store one day. I'm trying well, to convince my little cakes brother. are really big in, in, in Helen, but you don't want to go back to Helen. Nah, nah, you're over. Nah, Helen. I've yeah. I've vowed never to set foot in that that place again. Okay, 
So you're done. Yeah. You're working at Ink and Dagger in Roswell now. Yes, love it. Seven months. It's awesome. Thank you. I mean, that's almost about it. Nine months to give a little baby, a little tattoo baby. Come out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In, in yeah, baby man. terms. Sub <laughs> trips. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations to our co-worker trips. You just had yes. us. Number two. Number two, baby. He's got to work a little to, extra harder. Still trying to figure out exactly what the baby's name is going to be. He's not naming it Russ? I thought Russ was no, in there I was somewhere. suggesting Russ for a middle name. I was okay with Russ not being the first name. Oh, man. First name Russ, that's like, you. that's a permanent job. Yeah. You know, I'm yeah, going to fire you and your kid can work here. <laughs> right. You know? No, there can only be one Russ. That's the truth. Yeah. That is the truth. <laughs> All right. So let's get into the present then. Tattooing a Dink and Dagger. What has changed for you? As far as tattooing? Or? Yeah, like, what, how is tattooing at Ink and Dagger different than all those other things you were doing? Uh, it's a little bit more mellow. Um, I love the hours, 11 to 7, so you kind of get people that are a little bit more, you know, into getting tattooed for real instead of late night tattooing, which is, is kind of a bummer, you know, because once the sun goes down in some areas, you know, it's like the, the crazy custies come out, want weird shit, you know, yeah, because they've been drinking or whatever they've been doing. Which is fine, because I grew up like that, but I don't miss that shit at right. all, you know? And I think the good thing about Helen for me was, you know, I quit drinking around the time I opened that shop, and I haven't drank since. So, I mean, I'm probably working off, I would say, is it 2007? That was 2011, so five or six years, you know? I don't really have a real pinpointed date, but I think that was the real purpose of me being up there, was to kind of get sober and figure it out, mm-hmm. you know? So, things are a lot more consistent now. Yeah. And I like it. You know, tattooing's the same. Just it's a different, uh, I guess, lens to look through mm. being sober. Right. Probably should have been sober since the 2000. Might have <laughs> been on television or something. Yeah. I know. You didn't want to be on television, did you? Uh, no, not really. <laughs> you know. <clears throat> yeah, I've grappled with that question myself several times. Do I want to be on television? I'm. I'm pretty sure I'm... It's pretty solid in the no camp. Yeah, because it's kind of a, it's a double-edged sword, I would think, you know, like, you know, one minute you're on television, the next minute you're not on television, you know, yeah. just like that. Right. You know, <laughs> that's the extent of that. That's a tough place to be, I bet. I would think so. Formerly on television for the rest of your life. Yeah, like, I was on the show one time, check me out now. Right. You know, it's kind of like <laughs> yeah. being in a, like, one of those fucking, who's the boss? And then they interview 20 years later, and they're just like, yeah, you're the same dick that was on that show. Right. You know, that's a good job, you know. Uh, we're going to bring back Full House. It's going to be called Fuller House. This show still sucks, you know. But it's on television, so I guess that's a, that's a bonus. Yeah. Wow. So we're going to say no to, to TV. Unless yeah, we have yeah, our own I'm, show, <laughs> then we could do whatever no one we wants want. To see that? Yeah, it'd be like me bald, complaining about my back with a back <laughs> brace on. You know, for yeah. tattooing, right? Like this is what tattooing's done for me. Do you like having a full head of hair? Nah. Do you want a back <laughs> that works? Nah. I don't. You know, it's forever, <laughs> and it's for me. It's for me. It's for, it's me. for me. Has been really common in the shop lately i feel like yeah it's like a virus that's spreading it's pretty selfish yeah i think you know because because <laughs> to me i always thought like you got tattoos to show other people that you mm-hmm. got a tattoo you no know? that's shallow yeah why would you do that <laughs> yeah. you know 
I want to. My favorite thing is when Custy's like they want that thing on their wrist, and you put the stencil on, and then they like put their arm up real weird and then bend it. Yeah, you know, to where they're like, "Oh yeah, look, it's for me," you know, and you're like, "Listen up, motherfucker, that ain't how it's supposed to be," you know, you know the little arm twist, right? Like, yeah. Oh yeah, look, yeah. look, and I'm like, "That's never gonna make sense when you keep doing that." I don't know why you keep doing that. Yeah, my favorite is when they get a cross that's for them. Oh it's yeah, the best. Yeah, that is the best. <laughs> I think the last one for me was I asked the lady if Jesus would actually get the cross upside down for himself. Yeah. And she kind of looked at me like I was crazy. And I was like, she was like, well, he already like died on the cross for us. You know, I was like, well, that's cool. So probably wouldn't he do it for himself, I guess, or he might've done it for you. And she was like, Oh God. So I just did it upside down on her anyway. Cause now, now every time she hands somebody money, she can have her little satanic upside down cross, which is pretty cool. <laughs> Super punk rock, you know, for an older lady. Yeah. Bad religion. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, really lets people know where but if you stand. You, if you point it out to them, then they always say, well, you know, what was it? Peter or whatever was hung upside down. Was he? Yeah. Something like that. Dang. They've got some sort of biblical <coughs> reason why it's okay. Oh. Peter. Peter. Paul. That, that Peter could, Paul. That could be true. It could be yeah. true. So the upside down actually is is like a good thing or? Yeah. I think it was Paul or Peter, one of those guys. Yeah. But they were crucified later after jesus upside down because they wanted to make it even worse oh shit yeah so i guess if you get upside down cross on your wrist you're just you're actually like super religious it's just all in your perspective i guess i'm, I'm into it yeah i'm hoping more people get stuff upside down like full sleeve you think they could do that <laughs> <laughs> would that be a good idea full probably not sleeve? probably I mean, not yeah it'd probably be be interesting be popular you know i think anytime you just completely look at some part of tattooing in a different way and and channel some new thing like it's not a bad somebody thing. loves it you know and, and they'll fly across the world to get it from you because the only one that they can get it from that's true yeah i think yeah. the weirdest one for me is i did an upside down one for them but it was like you could read it in the mirror so it's like backwards so ends upside, upside down, down and backwards so i was trying to tattoo and it's just like fucking me up the whole time i was like I, this is really kind of tripping me out and i think it was like remember to get out of bed with birds coming off it i think that's what it said and then there's like a you know just a quick reminder when you wake up look in the mirror remember to get out of bed bird 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 and i think the birds were flying upside down but i guess if you're in your bed and you have a mirror on your the ceiling it'll make sense you know <laughs> Are you fucking serious? I swear to God, it happened. And I was like going cross-eyed trying to tattoo this thing. And I was like, this is fucking crazy. You know? But that's part of being a whore for money. You know, which I am. Thank you. Whatever you want. I'll make it happen for you. With a smile. Yeah, I don't judge. I don't judge people. What they want. So let's get back to after after Portland. What did I do after Portland, I wonder? So I went to South Georgia. Right, and then up to Helen, and now I'm now I'm in Roswell. Love it. Right, you're not skipping over anything. Okay, that's just the coffee having a skip in my mind <laughs> where we're at. So now we're back. All right, all right. So, what do you want to accomplish this year? New Year's resolution time, 2017. I think I want to do a lot more pinup girl tattoos. Okay. This year. I think that's yeah. my resolution. Uh, I'm going to try to smoke more cigarettes. 
and see easy. how much coffee I can drink in one day without like totally having a panic attack. Right. Um, so what's your plan to get these pinup girl tattoos done? What are you going to do? I think I'm going to try to paint a shitload of them. See if On I can't paper? Uh, no. <laughs> On my iPad. On your iPad. Using tattoo smart stuff because that is the business. Right. <laughs> I think. It's, man, what a game changer. Yeah. I believe. Well, I haven't drawn with a pencil and I guess since I've been at the shop because when I showed up, I was like, oh, cool. All right. We're going to do some walk-ins, make some tats. Where's the pencils at? And everyone was like, what? And I was like, what? You know? They're like, yeah, you're good. I was like, oh, okay. Well, uh, let me go to the store and get some pencils and tracer paper and stuff. And they're like, yeah, that's a fire hazard. I was like, you're right. You're right. So and just keeping the the shop safe, you know, I don't I don't use pencils and stuff anymore. A little dangerous. 2017. Holy shit. It's true. <laughs> true story. So uh, you know, there is probably a pencil somewhere at the shop. A little stubby. I mean, Savannah uses pencils. Savannah she does. She uses those fuckers up. She does. She She'll likes hold the like a half-inch pencil. And- She'll, yeah, she's still, she, I don't think, she, she might cross over. I've been asking her, but I think she's a creature of habit. You know, yeah. she likes to, she's yeah. comfortable she where knows, she's at. I mean, she knows all the reasons why she should draw digitally. Yeah. I've showed her. She's stubborn. She just doesn't. I mean, and some people just feel like they like working for it harder you know yeah. like it just brings some people more satisfaction to to have to labor over it you yeah know, for me i want to labor over the tattoo right but i just don't enjoy the process of drawing things the hard way right you know? getting to it yeah well the thing i don't I've deny enjoyed... anyone that right if they want right. to spend twice as long preparing for their tattoos and still make the same money that's fine with me of course, of course. Um, I've enjoyed yeah. it. I I love it. I mean, it's like having a, you know, I used a light table for years and tracing paper and pencils and microns and Sharpies and, you know, uh, but having all that, all the, the reference and being able to mess around with, it's like kind of having a light table with everything inside of it. You yeah. Know? And then being yeah. able to draw with the pencil, the iPad and the tattoo smart stuff is killer, you know? Yeah. I think one of my favorite parts of it is the, uh, the liner set, one of those liner sets where you could actually draw and it stays the same size as what you'd be tattooing with. Right. Yeah. It's genius. Yeah. That's one of my favorites too. I mean, it's genius, you know, so I enjoy it. I think it's been awesome and I haven't, I haven't used a pencil in seven months. I think I buried mine in the backyard one day, <laughs> cried a little bit. That's not a bad idea. No. Yeah. We should just have like collect a, all those art supplies together and, and put them like in a box and them. bury it like a time capsule. Yeah. Yeah. Because in like 15 or 20 years, it'll probably be really, really like cool cool to draw to, to draw on paper with vintage art tools. Yeah. Who knows? No one have will paper be doing it. Yeah. yeah. You know, paper will be really hard to get. Yeah. You're like, you go to the art store and you're like, do you have paper? And they'll be like, what? <laughs> what is that? Yeah, like for art. wrapping a gift? <laughs> you know? <laughs> no, we don't have that. Get with it. <laughs> But maybe she'll change over. She's one of the last ones to change over, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think out of... I'm trying to think of anyone else who's still... I think everybody's Using on. vintage art supplies at the shop. Yeah. I love it. Can't complain. Faster, cleaner. And, you know, it's like I painted on watercolor paper and Arches board for, I don't know, 20 years. And you can make stuff that looks just like it in a quarter of the time. Right. Without having to go to the art store yeah yeah but you know. i mean 
don't you think you want to actually paint on the arches paper? I mean, I'll when, still like, do it. Like when you wanted to have like a piece of artwork. Cause yeah. I mean, for me, like I'll, I'll do everything digitally up to the point of tattooing. But if I was wanting to make like a painting and hang it on the wall, I wouldn't want to do well, a digital right. painting and then print and, it out. I would right. feel like you're cheating or something. What if nobody knows though? Yeah. I'd roll with that. I've always yeah. let people know. And I think that it's too late for me to keep it a secret. <laughs> I think there's a lot of artists out there who, <laughs> who use a digital process and are just really closely guarding that secret. Because, oh, right. They'll print it out on a watercolor paper and be like, man, check out this. Well, you can, I mean, you know, I think that's valid. You can design your whole flash sheet in the, com- you know, in the computer or the iPad and then, you know, use those tools to get each design the exact size you want it to be and then put print out like a light gray right. version of the line drawing and then go ahead and do the whole painting on top of it. Oh, that's smart. I think that's a good way to kind of connect the two together. Right. That's what I would do. That's like the old and the new coming yeah. together. If it was me, I'd probably just, you know, do a digital, print out a watercolor paper and then get like a little glass of water put a brush in it take a picture of both of them together <laughs> and like, guess guess what we did yeah you know but that's just me well sneaky yeah, yeah. i mean it's nice to be able to erase when you're watercoloring <laughs> you know you only get one shot and that's the truth well yeah that is true i mean watercolor mm-hmm. and it's not very forgiving it's like tattooing right but you know maybe one day we'll have that double finger tap on tattooing where it's just like boom <laughs> real life yeah you know i definitely wanted to do that you know, sometimes, but I, I agree with you. I definitely will always paint and do something arty. Mm-hmm. I think it's just in me. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So more pinup girls for 2017. What kind of pinup girls? What are we talking about? Like full bodies? I'm thinking maybe kind of like comboed out, you know, mm-hmm. like maybe pinup girl, half pinup girl, half knife. Okay. You know, right. ha- half pinup girl, half dragon or something. Yeah, I think if you just, you know, like stay on that line, you'll kind of see what happens. all kinds of shit. Yeah. I did do some drawings of the reptilian hand that most people were just kind of like, that's cool, man. Good job. Yeah, dude, what is up with the reptilian thing? Uh, well, you all know. Right. Here's it, your chance. What the hell? They live underground, they control all of our governments. If you tape them on your television with your iPhone, you could see their little slit eyeballs. <laughs> They love drinking blood. Um, what else do they do? Uh, Is this something other people know about? It could be. I think yeah. it's kind of a conspiratory uh, idea. Okay. You know. So Watson told you about it. Watson might have. He might have. Um, I think he's on the flat earth trip, though, right now. So yeah, for I sure. think the reptiles might live in the earth. I'm not sure Okay. what they do. I know they did create that show, Dancing with the Stars, is one of their <laughs> big big uh achievements of 2016 you can rewind it and see their tails when they're spinning around real fast uh but that's definitely true they live in the earth that's where the red comes from that we tattoo with it's the secret of uh good red pigment reptilian blood oh is that the secret yeah it hasn't been around since that's the that stuff that's spalding cells right I think that's why some people have a bad reaction to red is the reptilian blood that's inside of the, the pigment. Man, we're dropping some serious knowledge here. I think that they've kind of Take banned that. Take that to the bank. I think they've banned that, though, now. Yeah. Man. Did you ever mix your own pigment? I have. Yeah. Uh, turned out weird. 
<laughs> you know, sometimes it works good. Sometimes it doesn't. You know, I guess it just kind of depends on what you're doing. But I kind of just like buying it. Seems a little bit more for sure. Yeah. You know. Yeah, some people, like, swear by their their mixed pigment that they made, like, 20 years ago. Well, I guess the older it gets, yeah. the better it gets. That's what they say. Is yeah. the myth, you know? It could be true. Yeah. It's one I mean, of those things you got to kind of wait a long time to prove it. I do have some super old bottles, but I, I just... <laughs> I just don't know, you know, if I wanted to use them on the, the yeah. public. Might use it on myself, see what happens, but um, I'm a little bit more for, you know, the regular buy it from the store, mm-hmm. you know, which might be crazy, but there might be a little niche market for that, you know, ink making. There is, yeah. We're I think we're all waiting on your ink set. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not coming soon. 2020. <laughs> Look out for it. Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> Might not happen. That's what he's saying. <laughs> Read between the lines. Not a gonna happen. Oh look, I just got a text message from the chiropractor. I was, oh, I was texting sweet. him earlier and I was uh trying to figure out if I could get you in there to see him. What is it what's it looking like over there? He says he might be able to get there around three thirty. Ooh. What do you think? Can you make it? I could make it. I don't have anything going on today. I actually purchased a uh, back supporter brace from CVS yesterday because my back has a coagulated cu- disc. <laughs> I believe that's what they call You're it. Just self-diagnosing now. Yeah, I think I believe it's from the customers. Yeah, definitely. And hunching for like so I was long, telling you, man. I go to the chiropractor once a week just to prevent it. You know, ah, at this smart. point, you know, smart. I've always burned sage on myself, but it's not working as good as it used to. No, that never works. It might be the age that I'm at. Yeah. But I tell you what, it hurts. Oh, I know it, man. All the time. Yeah, you were saying, um, like, you, it just hurts when you stand up, like, your lower back. Yeah, starts. it hurts, yeah. like, 24-7 these days. Fuck. And, you know, it's like, I always see those GoFundMe things. I just, I don't have the heart to be like, hey, man, you know, like. Save me, save my back. I rode yeah. I rode this roller coaster seventy times, and you are all responsible for fixing me. Yeah, that's or it could have been a skateboard or like drunken maniac Daryl jumping off buildings and shit, which I survived. <laughs> Every one of those falls, right? You yeah. survived more or less intact. Yeah, when you're a kid, everyone's always like, you know. And it's going to hurt your back. If you do that, it's going to pay off later, you know, and mm-hmm. it's paid off. Right. You know, so <laughs> that's where I'm at. Hurts the tattoo. It's crazy. You know, so now I just like cry a little bit and look at my custody with the, the teary eyes and they say, you know, what's wrong? I'm like, I'm just so happy to be tattooing you right now, <laughs> you know, but really, really my back's killing me. But yeah, you know, whatever I can do for that extra $2 tip, I'll do it. <laughs> Yeah, man. <laughs> We're so lucky to have you at the shop. Thanks, Russ. I love being there. You know, it's been a, a joy and a pleasure. And I get to learn stuff every single day because everyone that works there is so good. It's crazy. <laughs> you know? And I didn't get fired on, uh, what was it, Christmas Eve. So I feel like I got at least another six months there, you know, before our next big holiday. Yeah, you're not getting fired. Will forgot right. about if you, it. If you don't start drinking again, then... Oh, yeah, it's not good. happening. It's <laughs> not happening. Lost the taste for it. <laughs> Man. 
All right, Sean has a question. Sean, Sean was nice enough to uh, let us use his uh, recording equipment. He has his own podcast, uh, Ink Pulp Radio. Ink Pulp Audio, sorry. Yeah, check it out. on pop. Sean is a uh, a good friend of ours who is a comic illustrator, and he's also currently a tattoo apprentice at Ink and Dagger. But we're at his comic illustration studio. Deep in the heart of this yeah. building. <laughs> so All right, so what's your question, Sean? All right, getting back to the digital thing. All right, Sean wants to get back to the digital thing. No, I'll repeat what you're saying. So, you've heard the backlash against the digital. Unless you want to just talk into the mic. Come come on over. All right. <laughs> Go ahead. So, the backlash against... Di- well, not backlash, but the attitude against digital is you're cheating. Or you're... Whatever. Well, I, I don't... You, you know what I'm talking about. I've heard of that. Right. People say you're cheating or... Um, and I guess that's the best word to use. Cheating, uh, yes. <clears throat> cheating, tracing, whatever. Um, <coughs> but what I haven't heard and what I'm hearing from you is sort of, and I'm curious if this is in response to that, is the other end of things, it's like, it. it yeah, it's making things faster, sure. But, <clears throat> excuse me, does that mean that you're looking at people who aren't doing it that way as not been doing it smart because it's taking them longer. That's a can of worms. That's a loaded <laughs> question. That might be loaded. That's what I hear. Yeah, I mean, the company is called Tattoo Smart. So what do I mean by that, you know? Tattoo Smart. Smarter. Yeah. I mean, I guess smarter, yeah. Smarter. Yeah. I mean, it works both ways. I don't think that really there's any room for anyone to say anything about cheating these days you know i mean it's like if you have a i started tattooing in 93 when there's no fucking internet you know you wanted some fancy shit like your uh you know family crest we'd tell you to go to the the library to find it so i mean really these days everything's cheating you know look on google hey i want that same mandala as every other motherfucker it's like there it is first page you know and i could scroll through my instagram right now and be like there's that fucking mandala so that's kind of cheating you know so Mm -hmm. there's really no where's the the line of cheating because i'm down for both you know it's like i love painting with a paintbrush and and a a speedball pen and i like doing the the digital just as good you know both of them i think work you know i think it just depends on your environment and what you're doing and it's like you know it's like anything you know it's like coil machines versus rotaries you know it's like is that cheating or is it not i mean who gives a shit really you know, as long as you're tattooing, I think that's all that really matters. And if yeah, you do a nice tattoo, then that's the end goal. You know, however you get there is, I don't think anybody should, there's no old timers to sit around and fucking tell people what's up because they're dead. They're, I'm you know. asking from the other perspective. Like, I, it's not cheating. No, no I don't I'm think it's cheating. To defend that. What I'm asking is from a digital perspective is working traditionally. Yes. I don't think so. I think, you know? I think there's there's two camps of people out there. There's people who don't understand what digital can do for them. Who are just... Right. They just don't get they it. They just don't know. And well, then there's people who do know. Right. Who choose not to use it. 
And that's oh, the category I, gotcha. I was putting Savannah in. I hear you. I hear you. She, well, it's like for me, you know, when I came to the shop, I didn't have any idea how any of that shit worked. But now I do. And I've, you know, I have my iPad's probably got 300 custody designs in it that it's like, you know, scan it in, make it happen, print it out. You know, it's basically mm-hmm. the same same thing. Right. So I don't hate on either way. I don't think there is anything is cheating. It's whatever makes you happy. Yeah. Well, some yeah. of the people that, um, you know, that don't understand it will say things like, okay, now you're just going to make it easier for, for all these scratchers to, like to pretend, get, you know, cause to, if, you know, right. if there was a certain part of the craft of tattooing that was hard for them when they learned it, that right. they really struggled with. And then along comes, you know, an app that can just do that part for you. That's right. the perception is that that's like somehow cheating them in a way because they had to work so hard for it. And uh, now it's right. going to be easier for these this next generation to just skate past that part. And absolutely. Well, I mean, that's I true, agree. But, I agree. You know, yeah. but we can all benefit from that. You I, know? I like believe we can so. benefit from benefit from something, a tool that yeah. helps us all do our job better. So we of can course. put our effort and our time into a different part of the job that we, you know, I agree. Would like to put more effort and time into. I agree. So at the end of the day, like, I still want to do as much work. I just want to do the work in different places. Right. I don't want to waste time drawing the same thing over and over again when I can make a brush that does it for me. Right. And then just straight to tattooing. Right. And then I got to tattoo it. Right. So whatever fucking crazy design I can come up with that my computer helped me do. Yeah. I've still got to tattoo it. And that's for me is where, you know, know, there's a lot of a challenge there. You of know, course, and that's yeah. where I get the fulfillment, and and it's never been from creating that stencil, right? For <laughs> right. Me. Like, right. That that part just stresses me the fuck out, and uh, I want it over with it. as quick as possible, and I want to be tattooing, right? Because that's what's fun, right? For me, well, yeah, I don't, I don't miss the days of you know, if you're doing a big tattoo, like. Let me get my tracer paper out, you know, let yeah. me go home and turn off all my fucking lights so I can turn my light box on and see what I'm doing. You know, I don't, I don't miss that. I can use my iPad and draw anywhere, yeah. you know, sitting in the car, watching TV, wherever as before, it'd just be like, I had to make a, a spot for my, you know, have, let, let's turn the lights down and make sure we can make this happen. And yeah, I don't miss that, you know? Sure. And as far as, you know, it's crazy to me because I've seen it change so much where it was, you know, the old timers kept secrets and, you know, now it's like there's, you know, you could look on Google and it'll tell you everything, you know, or at least give you a direction. I I learned how to tattoo by a book called uh, The Book of Tattooing. Is that what it is? By Spalding and Rogers. This book has no secrets. Tattooing A to Z. A to Huck Z. Spalding. That that yeah, That is the one. I read that thing like a hundred times and it was like there definitely is no secrets in there. Mm-mm. Not one, you the know, last, the not last a chapter, single one. The last chapter of that is, okay, well, opening your tattoo studio. <laughs> You're good to go. If you're like, you want to change a, a mole into a spider, that yeah. will tell you how to do it in that book, you know. But that's how I, that, I was lost, you know. Yeah. So I had to Dude, find my own way. After you know? reading that book and studying every page of it, and I was tattooing out of my parents' basement. Yes. Um, I remember getting to the point where I was like, all right. So I only got like two of these tubes. Yeah, the I've plastic got, ones, got, right? They're no, plastic no, or were they metal? Was, no, they were metal. I got my kit in 97, 98, something like that. Okay. And it came with um, these thin little uh, pencil grip tubes. I remember, you know? like yes. They were like one piece yes. all milled out of metal or something, but they, they were just tiny with these neural grips. And um, 
They probably came with was, like three rounds and yeah, six flats. They came like the tubes and the needles were set up in the Puma machines when they arrived. Right. With rubber bands on everything. Good like to it Because you, you wouldn't have naturally known how to do it. Of course. So the two machines came set up and they had, I remember, uh, I always thought this was funny. They put a little like hot glue on <laughs> yes. the end of the needle to protect it. I remember so that. So you had to just like pluck that little piece of hot glue off yes. the end of the needles. Yes. But but the needles came, um, five needles to a pack with hot glue on the end of them. That's right. Not sterilized, but whatever. And what was that, that shit on there? I, I think I, they used to do it with carbon needles. Like it's like some kind of like a I think it was waxy just, thing. Honestly, or? I just thought it was hot glue. It you might know, be. Like that stuff that comes out of the hot glue gun. Yeah. You just like put a dab of that on there. Uh, I wish I knew what it was called. Um, I should know, but I know exactly what you're talking about. I definitely yeah. fucked up a bunch of my friends with that shit, you yeah. know? Three I read the book and you know I was good. Yeah, to go. we're I was, like, what I was, does this mean? You I was know? ready, and uh, I didn't know, but the book didn't tell you was about a thing called a rinse cup. Oh yes. yeah, I yeah. Like, All right, so if I'm going to change colors, yeah, I got to clean this whole thing out. So I would take the entire machine apart. And clean and the tube. Go over to the sink with like a toothbrush. <laughs> awesome. In between and colors. In between colors, yeah. Sweet. So you're like, hold on a second, bro. We're about to do some red. Yeah. I'm going to need about 10 minutes to get this tube fucking scrubbed out. Get a different. Yeah. And I remember one of the first things I tried was I was like, man, I, I can I can outsmart this fucking tube. Yeah. So I thread some dental floss through the hole. <laughs> awesome. And I had like two feet of dental floss and I was like stepping on one end of it and holding the other end with my fingers and running the tube up and down it to floss the tube. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and that would like clean out the, the, the color. Yeah. Under the sink. You're like, I got this shit. Yeah, man. Oh, that's awesome. Well, you know, and they so, didn't really have too much about sterilizing in there either. You remember? No, there was a chapter about scrubbing your own needles down so you could sterilize them. Yeah, and using and like they the had ultrasonic. To, they had to add a um like an extra little chapter that said that chapter is no longer valid. That's right. Read this chapter, and that was when they had, you know, because I guess the book was probably written in what the eighties. I think so. Must have been eighties. So I don't know. think I, I got the the pre version of that where it's just mm-hmm. like you know find some bleach or whatever. So I got my tubes, and I was like, oh cool, I'm gonna I'm gonna soak mine in bleach. The metal tubes, you know, so I was like, it came with like a couple metal ones and then a couple plastic ones. So I was like, man, I got this shit. I'm just going to soak these tubes in bleach. So I did. And I came back and I was like, holy shit. They were like rusted to fuck, you know? So I was like, (laughs) I I guess that's not the way to do it, you know? So I had a pressure cooker back in the day, which is probably not the scale. It was, it was, I was just using that soaking stuff that they had. I think I, yeah, I didn't really know about the soaking stuff back then. I don't think it's valid at all, but they were no, selling it. Like, they were saying, yeah, dip it in just, there. Well, you soak it for like 24 hours. Yeah, it's like the old timers. They'd be like, I just stick yeah. my, the end of my tube and, and the needle in there and some 409, and it'll be good. <laughs> you know, like yeah. that's real shit. That's real. Well, the first time I, I was, was like, tattooed, I don't know about that. The first yeah. time I was tattooed, the guy, you know, obviously was a home job, but the guy uh, boiled the needles. Whoa! Yeah, that was his idea. Rad. It's like use use the same one. Works. No, I mean because needles are expensive. (laughs) Yeah. Back then they were five dollars a piece. piece. I remember. um, Actually, I have a tattoo. We didn't know how to make them yet. That's that is the truth. Well, you know, when I was a kid, the way we made them is uh, we'd get loose needles, and then uh, you know, if you didn't have the jigs that came from what national or something, like if you didn't have a national membership or something, we just we used a um, ice pick and the top of a pickle jar 
and we mm. just kind of stabbed the top of the pickle jar until we found like the size of the needle we thought was going to be cool. And right. then uh, we used trash bag old trash bags used to come with those little ties you know it would mm-hmm. be like little ties so we'd make like a little hoop circle and then group our little needles in there and tap the back of it and then we'd stick stick them in the pickle jar and kind of run up the side to make our needles you know so we, they'd be kind of a uh, pickle jar fives is what we <laughs> called them you know like so but you remember i mean even yeah. back in the day it was like if you made your own needles you made the best needles you were gonna make the cleanest tattoo which those days are gone too so i mean is it cheating to fucking buy needles Yes. You know, is it? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess it, if it's cheating. I right? guess it is. I guess I mean, it if is. you're if if you're stuck in the past, then yeah. Every yeah, bit of it is I, a I threat, guess you. you know, if you're right. not willing to cross over to cross or over, then, try something new, you yeah. know. I mean, that's where I'm at in my life is I'm I'm not afraid to try something new. You know, I'm on almost this September will be 24 years for me, so I mean, the more new stuff I can learn about tattooing, it keeps my heart in it to where it's like actually fun and, yeah. it, you know, something exciting to learn, like keep learning instead of just being, a, you know, a bitter old fuck sitting around like getting mad about shit. Yeah. You know, like fucking adapt or fuck off. Right. I mean, that's really the fucking truth. And I could say that shit because I'm on almost 24 years. I don't give a shit. Yeah. You know, like there's not many out there that can be like, well, you know, you're not going to impress old timer Bob or whatever. Like, give a fuck. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, not one fuck. You know, I'll buy needles. I'll fucking digitize my art and it's all good. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's how I feel about it. Well, Which no one might owns be. tattooing, right? You can. Nah, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. You know, there's never been rules. I mean, I guess there used to be when we were kids with like the so-called old timers always having an opinion on what you can and can't do. But with the introduction of Google and like the information of everything out there, there's no really, there's no way to sit there and be like, you know, have rules. I didn't start tattooing to like have rules. I started tattooing to have no rules. You know, you know, <laughs> yeah. Like, what are you gonna do? Whatever the fuck I want, you know. Where does, where does that come from? That that old timer idea of these are the rules. We are the keepers. Do you know and why? We, and their secrets. The reason they did that is because I'm pretty sure history repeats itself. You know, so they might have gone through a huge influx of everyone's tattoo, and like I think this. You know, the 70s, it seemed like everyone was tattooing, and then it kind of died off into the 80s, you know? So I think the old-timers just wanted to protect the game, you know? They wanted to make money, so they didn't want everyone to know what they were doing, you know? Yeah. Which makes sense, but, I mean, we're past that now. There's no way to, like, suppress that information now, you know? Because it wasn't a protection of the craft of tattooing. It was a protection of the business of tattooing. Yes, it was, it was the money aspect, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm, you know? yeah I mean, because... When did we start saying that everyone had to have an apprenticeship? <sighs> How old is that idea? I don't know. I mean, I I had one. Right. But, you know? I mean, you know, like, you know, do you know your American tattooer history enough to be able to name one of those guys who actually had a quote-unquote apprenticeship? Well, I think back in the day it was kind of like tattooing chose you. Yeah, you, you, know you fell into it. You, yeah, you, know? you kind of like, just figured it out. Maybe yeah. there was a guy who showed you a couple of things, and then you were set loose and you tattooed. Right. You know, at some point they must have decided, okay, you know, we've been in contact with some tattooers from Japan, and they're doing it this way. Right. You know, it's this ten year process, and they live with you, and they you know right. wash all your dishes for you, and 
do your and, laundry. And, and that maybe if we start kind of suggesting that to everyone who wants to get into tattooing, then right. <laughs> I no, I remember. Yeah, I mean, the, it was like that will slow it down a little bit, you possible, know? And, and that possible. will be a more professional way for tattooing to move forward. I think so. Yeah, I've always said that. You know, I think to really get the right training, you have to do that. You know, but these days it's so easy to get your you know shitty tat gun from China. Well, you can get the equipment. You can definitely easy. get the equipment. Yeah, you it's can crazy. Get the supplies. It's crazy because when you I was don't a, know what to get, you'll that's you're going to be faced with a lot of confusion about which is the right one to get. And, and you know, I think the, the stuff that's available to the general public when they start looking around online is it's pretty trash. For the most part is not the good stuff. No, you know, you're no. not going to just happen upon the right pigments and the right machines and the right needles. So you're going to struggle right with, um, attempting tattooing on your own. And, and obviously, um, there's some serious health concerns. Of course, not understanding. Well, it's like that one and, company. What was it yeah. with the black lion on the front, where it was like the Chinese black ink, where it was for the fake arms or whatever. Remember, they kind of had a little epidemic where people were using that on people, and it was like fine line print said, "This is for." Oh, really? Yeah, people are all fucked up. Yeah, that you know. Yeah, I mean that's not that's not good for tattooing. No, you know? we no. we want good tattoos to go on the to the public yes that's that is the <laughs> end goal yeah that is definitely Good tattoos the end goal. breed more tattoos for everybody you i know? think so you know and it's sad whenever somebody ends up in the wrong person's chair well that mean reminds me of a story of you know when we were kids growing <laughs> up if you you know went to a party or something and you left your shoes on before you passed out you know i hung out with a bunch of dudes in hollywood that were kind of like movie grips so if, if you did that you might end up like uh you know actually screwed into the couch or, or your whole body duct taped or, you know, and maybe some Sharpie written on you, you know? Mm-hmm. So I actually had a mom come in with her son and he had been at a party, passed out, and somebody had straight up with a, like a, you know, Chinese knockoff tat gun tattooed a fucking dick on his back. Like a huge oh, one. Huge, you know? And the kid's like 16, not a fan of tattoos and like, like his buds, like straight tattooed a dick on his back. Wow. You know, it's forever. <laughs> you know, and I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" And you know, they're like, "Yeah." I was like, "Holy shit!" Just straight up, you know, pass out, wake up with a, a, yeah. a tattooed dick on you. Yeah, you know. I heard a story when I was getting lasered back ten years ago that you know, like some parent had brought in their kid who had a dick tattooed on his head for the you know, like on his forehead <laughs> from a party. Dang. Yeah, so that's a thing. It's it yeah, it's crazy <laughs> because, you know, my first tattoo machine was a I think it was a National Swing Gate, you know, besides my Pumas that came from the Spalding, you mm-hmm. know, that were uh I think they might have been made out of plastic, dude. That's how cheap it was cuz <laughs> I was like trying to figure out why my contact screw wasn't hitting my spring, you know, so I was like, I'll just go ahead and bend this frame, you know, like hella broke. And I was like, fuck, like it's probably two days out of the box, you know, 600 yeah. bucks for some shitty ass fucking machines. But, you know, back then it was like finding gold, you yeah. know, like if you saw a tattoo machine, it was like, holy shit. Right. You know, cause well, and it was expensive. Well, yeah, they you know, kept when I, it. When I bought my kit, the, uh, you know, the, here's everything you need to tattoo kit. Right. It's like 800 bucks, 800 right? bucks, yeah. And it came with like that was the pla- a lot to come by. Well, yeah. yeah, for me, like it was maybe I had like 150 cash, and then I had a credit card with like a 400 dollars limit. Yeah, and then I got borrowed the rest. Yeah, yeah, but that yeah. I mean, back that, then you had to really like work for the shit. You know, now yeah. it's like uh, I rem- I was 
looking through my Facebook feed the other day and I was laughing about, you know, I think I was mad about Sears selling tattoo machines, you know, and it's like they sell tattoo machines for five bucks, <laughs> you know? So it's like, you could, you could, you could get the stuff now, you know, but I think it's like you said, you know, if you want to do it right, you have to have a real apprenticeship from real artists, real tattoo shop, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. so how do, you, I, how do you get that though? I don't even know. Cause these kids these days do this, you know, they get, they learn a little bit of stuff from somebody and then they're like big britches. I don't need you. I'm gonna open my own shop. I mean, that seems to be kind of a little bit of a fad from owning shops myself where it's like, I, you know, it's hard to get anybody to work for you because they don't want to work for you. Mm-hmm. You know, they've got it all figured out cause they've got Google and shit on their side to where they don't need you. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was a kid, the girl that taught me how to tattoo was like, you know, why don't you figure out what happens if you tack that seven mag upside down? See, see if that works. You know, and I was like, what? She's like, yeah, something might happen. Something definitely happened, you know, but it was like, that's how they used to do it back in the day. It was like, give you little pieces of information at a time to keep you, right. you know, motivated to learn the right way. You know, yeah, but- plus, I mean, an apprenticeship really is a chance to be in the professional tattooing environment just to soak it up. Yeah, I agree. You know, agree. from day to day, you're just there and you're seeing how the artists interact with the customers and you're seeing all these little things that you don't realize you're learning that mean that when you start tattooing, you don't do bad ones. Right. Like from, from the like bad habits. very beginning of your first tattoo, right? it gets to be good. Right. And you're doing it correctly. Exactly. Well, you yeah, never have you to know. struggle with what we struggled with, which was, you know, two, three, four years of... What the I can't fuck? figure out how to get it to go in solid. <laughs> right. I'm We're doing all the same things they are. Right. Fuck. Right. Why is it bleeding so oh, much? Oh, man. Which remind- So I started getting tattooed by bikers, you know, and they'd do my tattoo and it'd fucking take four months to heal. And I was like, God damn, you know, that's normal. You know, that's a normal thing. So I remember when I got my tat gear, I started tattooing the fuck out of myself. And I was like, man, I don't think this is hurting enough. You know, so I was just like hamburgering myself to the point where like my leg swelled up hella bad. I got this fucking like octopus on my leg. And I was living with my aunt at the time. And I could push my skin in to where it was so fucking infected, you know. And I was like, Aunt Denise, I think I fucked up. You know? And she's like, no, it's cool. Everything heals. And I was like, everything heals was my mantra, you know. <laughs> so that fucking thing. I mean, look at that green. That's that's fucking. That's that green fr- right out of the pack, right there. <laughs> green and blue. Yeah. I can fuck myself up big time. Yeah, and I that. think I was using a, a three round to figure out, like doing tribal. You know, mm-hmm. like looking at a tattoo that's like three or four inches and being like, man, we're probably looking at a good seven hours. <laughs> you know, what I'm like, yeah. and they'd be like, that's cool. And I'd be like, yep, all right, let's get to work <laughs> with a three. And then I think I, one time I used a six flat to try to do a fucking tribal armband. Didn't work out, dude, because that's like a, a hamburger knife. You yeah. know, if you yeah. I had no idea what I was using. I was just like, yeah, I think this is the one that fits this thing. Yeah, that's awesome. That's hilarious, man. Because, uh, like, literally nobody in the professional tattooing world uses flats. Yeah, I think that might have been that's just a, a type of trick. That's a type of needle that people have just moved past. They realize yeah. that there's no use for that. Not really. But when you get that Spalding and Rogers kit, you're like, this one. what it comes with. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's probably a reason behind it. You know, they're like, yeah. these motherfuckers. You know? yeah. <laughs> Hook it up, bro. Six flat, you're good. Yeah. You know? uh, some rough healers. Yeah, man. On that, but, you <sighs> know, I finally healed. What a crazy world. So, But now, you know, it's <laughs> like, you know. It is what it is. You know, I don't know. I think it's 
And it's crazy too because remember how you're saying, you know, in 2000, what was it? When did Miami Ink come on television? 2004? Was that 2004? 2003? Yeah, something like that. Miami Ink. Because for me, you know, that was around the time there still wasn't a lot of that cell phone game of people coming in with their cell phones, but it was like, you know, one week I did maybe eight or nine family crests, you know, and I, and I wasn't watching the show at the time. And I was just like, what the fuck is going on here? And everyone come in and they're like, you want a family crest? I'm like, what? what? You know, like, how, why? You know, this other dude just got one or whatever. And, you know, I think just because that is on television now, it really, which is, I think it's awesome. It's really legitimized tattooing, you know, yeah. but it's opened the box to, you know, it's a real job. And there's kids out there that have grown up watching tattooing on TV. You know, it's like our generation, we didn't have it on TV. You know, that was for bikers or prisoners or gangsters or whatever. And, you know, I remember having people, even when I owned my shop back in the day when I was a kid going, is that like your hobby? You know, <laughs> and I was like, fuck you. You know, nah, it's a job, you know, and now it's, you know, now it's kind of, I'm interested to see what happens in the next 10 years compared to the last 10 years of how many people are tattooing. Yeah. Know? So we'll see. Yeah, man. I'm excited for that. I am too. Yeah, we'll find out. Just be a We'll be a older. part of it if we yeah. can. Tell old stories. Yeah. So I guess we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up. It's been almost an hour now. What? But before we stop, That's it? I just want yeah. I know. We can keep talking, but we're gonna have to stop recording. I gotcha. Um so <laughs> <laughs> if anyone is at all interested in seeing the work that you do, where can they find out about you? Well, I am on the Ink and Dagger website under Little D, mm-hmm. and then my Instagram is L I L D Tattoo, and then I just re up my Facebook. Uh oh. Yeah, I came back from the dead, and I think I deleted a couple years of my life off there, but there is some pretty funny pictures of me from when I'm a kid on there. Like, right on. Uh, right. I'll have to show you some. Like, uh, um, there's one from 20 years ago where I'm tattooing uh, my teacher's neck. In Athens, dude, it's rad. I'm like, look super young. It's funny as fuck. (laughs) Yeah. So there's a bunch of interesting shit on there, but you can get in touch with me through that and the Instagram, you know. All right. If they want to get tattooed, fucking come on down. Right on. You know, just doing pinup girls. Yeah. Pinup girls, you know, somewhere easy that's easy on my back. I'll love you for it. Yeah. You just like doing two hour tattoos, three hour tattoos. I would say, I would say three is pretty much, you know, I can get enough done to where most people are over it by three, but three is pretty cool. Three's a nice. Yeah, you work super clean, you know? nice and traditional. Oh, thank you, thank with you. With some with some style, you know. Yeah, always like looking at your work. I think it's ingrained in me from just being in that generation. It's weird, you know. Yeah. Like now, it's kind of like I feel like I have a little bit of that old schooly style just from being in the game, you know. Yeah. So it's a trip. All right, well, Lil D, Mr. Russ, it's been thank- a pleasure. It's been awesome. Thanks, uh, Joe. From Sullen Radio, we yeah, appreciate thanks, you letting us invade your uh, your little channel for the day. Everyone, have a great day! Thanks. Yeah, thanks so much. Take care.